Whirlpool and News and Information. I'm your host, Lila Shukshankar Prickett. And I'm Lindy Prickett, co-host, sound effects fetcher, and big story explainer. And my mama. Yes, that's also in my job description. Oh boy, do we have some electric news for you this week. Experts predict that electric vehicles will be bought as often as traditional cars in the coming five years. That's thanks to a load of improvements. We'll talk you through, or should I say, drive you through. Like the super-fast-charging EV batteries being produced in Israel and the solar-charged ones being developed in India. And how the cute little driverless delivery EV, created in Silicon Valley, of course, is about to be on the road for real. And as if that weren't enough, scientists also discovered the oldest cave drawing ever made of a warty pig rocking the art and archaeology world. Oink, oink. Finally, we'll tell you about the wheelchairing rock climber who went to new heights on a Hong Kong skyscraper. Yep, you heard right. A rock climber in a wheelchair who went up a skyscraper. So stay tuned to hear it all. But first, it's time for... The The Big big News Story of the Week. It snowed in London. It really snowed in London. It snowed in London. Leela. But it snowed, Mama. Yes, but that's not the big story of the week. It was to me. All right, fair enough. Listeners, Leela, Shivshanger, Pricket got to see, feel... And taste. And taste snow for the first time in her little life as it snowed for a solid two hours in London, England. Okay, now, while that is definitely big news in your life... And lots of people in London. (laughs) Yes, but let's broaden it out a bit. Okay, should we get our seatbelts on and wrap up the engine? Oh, yes, ma'am. Wait, no revving up with this engine. Rather a pity for podcast makers, but that's the whole point of this story being so cool and important. We are talking about, of course, clean cars or electric vehicles, which are on the point of being mass-produced and mass-consumed. So basically, when new technology comes out, it's really expensive, right? And usually really big, like the first computers and phones. The first computers were as big as rooms, and now your phone is pretty much a computer. I know, that's so true. And it's the same with electric cars. And more importantly, the battery that makes the engine of electric cars run. But now... Sales of electric vehicles all over the world rose by 43% last year. Now, that's still a fraction of total car sales, 4.2% to be precise. But experts in this field, from the people at Bloomberg New Energy to McKinsey Consultancy, predict that... Electric cars will become cheaper to own than gas-guzzling cars in the next three to five years. And the shining example of this is Norway, which has just become the first country in the world to see people buying more electric cars than those powered by petrol or diesel. And for more on this, let's cut across to Annika Dovin-Mizra, who's half Norwegian and beaming with pride. Thanks, Leela. When Norwegians set their minds to something, they make it happen. Our electric car journey, get it? 
car journey started a super long time ago in the 1990s. First, it was environmental activists who pestered the government. Then, the government made the electric cars tax-free and increased taxes on polluting cars. That meant electric vehicles, or EVs as we like to call them, were no longer super expensive to buy. So more people did just that, started to buy EVs. Then guess what? More and more charging points started to spring up. So it became easier to own and operate them. And yep, you know where this is going. Even more people started to buy them. So EV makers can make a lot more at one time and presto, that makes it cheaper to produce and price comes down. And then in 2020, for the first time anywhere in history, more than half of the cars bought in Norway, 54% to be exact, were EVs. Go Norway! I'm Annika Dalvin-Misra, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks a lot, Annika. But Mama, I have a question. Fire away. If these cars are plugged into a socket, isn't that using energy too? Yes, you are so right. Energy from your local electricity grid that's usually powered by fossil fuel like coal, which isn't exactly clean. Uh Uh-oh. And also the batteries are made up of using a lot of rare materials that are precious and limited. So not sustainable then, huh? Mm. And then there's the energy used when the cars and batteries are manufactured or made. Ah, uh, then what's the point? Well, it's the math. EVs are cleaner to run, that is at the point of actually driving them. But really, it's all about the complete story. In one column, Leela, you have the traditional internal combustion vehicle. And in the other, you have the EV. And well, when you add up all the energy costs from the beginning of a vehicle's life to its end, EVs still come out cleaner. And the best thing is, they're improving all the time. With better technology? Yes, not only is grid energy cleaning up in a lot of places, but the EVs are improving all the time too. For instance, one of the major barriers to buying EVs is the cost and running time of the battery. But the Israeli startup StoreDot is now mass-producing batteries that can take an EV 100 miles after being charged for just five minutes. And they're already finding ways to recycle the battery components. Get what one clever company in India is doing for its fleet of electric two-wheelers. Is this the company with the great name, eBikeGoGo? <laughs> Close. Just one go. E-bike go. They've designed, get this, solar batteries for their fleet of scooters, which they rent out to delivery drivers all over India. You mean they won't have to plug it into the dirty old grid? Nope. Solar panels on the top of their garages will charge the batteries. Then when the drivers come in to refuel... Wink, wink. Refuel, so to speak. (laughs) Quite. They'll just take out the dead battery and pop in a charged one. So if this works, in the future there might not be fueling stations but battery exchange stations? Maybe so. Sounds pretty clean to me. Yes, maybe it's something that Neuro in America will do. Oh, that cute little driverless EV. Yeah, that's the one, which just got permission to launch in the U.S. Woohoo! For this, let's jump across the Atlantic to our tech reporter and fellow podcaster in his own right, Ari Kelly. Thanks, Leela. Yep, 
just a few weeks ago, Neuro got its driving license from the state of California. Well, it got the first ever autonomous vehicle deployment permit, to be precise. By the way, autonomous vehicle is a fancy way of saying self-driving car. Getting the permit means the company can actually launch its driverless delivery service in California. Neuro's latest batch of electric vehicles, called R2, will be able to bring food, drinks, even prescription medicines and other products straight from the shop to the customer's door. The slow-speed R2 has a front end that absorbs energy and can collapse inward to better protect those outside of the vehicle in case of a, you know, an accident. Neuro has spent the last two years testing its vehicles in California, Texas, and Arizona. But with this development permit, the company can move out of the testing lane and begin making autonomous deliveries for real. At least in Silicon Valley to begin with. I'm Ari Kelly, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks, Ari. Ari also hosts his own podcast called At Your Level, which you should also check out. And that's a wrap on our EV special. Woohoo! What's that? I'll tell you what, that's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight, it's Around around the World world in 80 80 Seconds. seconds. Hold tight! There were violent clashes in India as farmers stormed the historic Red Fort in the capital, New Delhi. For over two months, the farmers have been protesting new laws that will open up the agricultural market, but which farmers fear will favor big business. In the U.S., lawmakers are busy. Republicans are grilling candidates for President Joe Biden's cabinet, while Democrats officially begin the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. But many experts don't think there'll be enough votes to convict the former president. And staying in America, a winning lottery ticket worth $730 million still hasn't been cashed in. It was bought and played by a person from the state of Michigan and is the third largest prize in U.S. history. Making medical history, a blind Israeli man regains his sight. After a biometric implant during an operation that lasted less than an hour, the man was able to see his family again for the first time in 10 years. And in Sweden, a dozen bridges are being built for reindeer, of course, as global warming is forcing the reindeer to roam further afield in search of food, the bridges will help them cross railway lines and major roads more safely in the north of the country. Thank you very much for that zip around the world. What a week of news. And now we need a little bit of this. Now it's the ace part of our podcast. Stands for art, culture, and entertainment. Darling. Darling. So, this is mammoth news, or should I say, warty news. Warty? (laughs) Wart pig, to be precise, or wild boar, if you prefer. That's what was found etched into a remote cave deep in a valley in Indonesia discovered just a few weeks ago. It's thought to be the oldest cave painting in the world, 
45 and a half thousand years old. Whoa. That's from the last glacial period, Leela. What? As in the Ice Age? Yes, the most recent Ice Age when glaciers covered huge parts of the planet. But Homo sapiens, that's us, humans, nevertheless managed to evolve and get around just about everywhere on the Earth. And drawn caves. Yes, and not just any drawings. Not only is this warp pig now thought to be the oldest painting in the world, the scientist who discovered it from Australia's Griffith University found others near it earlier last year. And those weren't just paintings of animals, but part human, part animal creatures. Like old Hindu gods or Greek mythology? Yes, but even older, more primitive. And by the way, human-beast hybrids, that's a mix, are called therianthropes. And the paintings of these found in Indonesia are thought to be at least 44,000 years old. And that suggests that long, long ago, people had an imagination. (laughs) Exactly. Curiosity, questions, and the ability to imagine supernatural beings to try and explain how we got here and why we're here. But how do they know how old these are? Well, it's true, rock art is really hard to date. But luckily, these are limestone caves on which little calcium deposits called cave popcorn... That makes me hungry. (laughs) Yes, I don't think you'd want to eat limestone cave popcorn, but you get the visual aid. They can be dated using a technique called uranium series analysis, and they put the date at 45 and a half thousand years old, suggesting that the painting underneath could be even older. Whoa. Yeah, and here's something else. For centuries, the oldest cave paintings found that depicted a story were in Europe. But these are older, meaning Asia, or the Indo-Pacific to be precise, could now be regarded as the cradle or birthplace of humanity's first known artistic expression and visual storytelling. Go, Asia, go! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And staying in Asia. Step right up, step right up, step right up. Have a go the lucky dip machine. Lucky dip machine. What's it going to be today, eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Oh, you're not going to believe this last story. Go on, try me. Well, you know this craze of climbing up the sides of skyscrapers? Yeah, that's a crazy craze. Well, would you think it was even more crazy to climb up a skyscraper without the use of your legs? Yes. Well, you might think it's just brave and empowering after you hear this story. Once upon a time, about 10 years ago, Lai Chi Wai was a rock climbing champion, ranked 8th in the world in fact, before he was in a bad car accident. It left him paralyzed from the waist down. That means he couldn't move his legs and has to use a wheelchair to get around. But his love for rock climbing was so strong He figured a way to attach his wheelchair to a rope, which allowed him to climb again. It wasn't long before he was back on the rock face, and then Hong Kong's Nina Tower skyscraper. It was all going well in the morning, but after seven hours of dangling from a rope, lugging his body up higher and higher... 
the afternoon winds on the island started to whip around him, tangling his ropes, making it super hard to put one arm above the other. After climbing up 820 feet, or 250 meters, for 10 hours, he had to stop just short of the top. But was he pleased with his achievement? Oh, yes, he was. He said he just wanted to prove disabled people are not weak. Whoa, I think he made his point. Oh, yeah. Go, Chi, go! Go, Chi, go! Go, Chi, go! Go! Go, go! And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the, the top, top five facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one. Electric vehicles, often known by their acronym EVs, run on batteries. But how are the batteries charged? Most EV batteries are charged by being plugged into the local electricity grid, which are usually powered by fossil fuels, meaning EVs aren't totally clean and carbon-free. Fab fact number two. What does a driverless car need to be legal on the roads? A driverless car, like the Nero R2, must have an autonomous vehicle deployment permit to be allowed to operate on the roads in the USA. Fab fact number three. Cave paintings were recently found in the Asian country of Indonesia. When do they date from? They are 44 to 45 and a half thousand years old, dating from the last glacial period. That's the most recent ice age when glaciers covered huge parts of the planet. Fab fact number four. What are paintings of part human, part animal creatures called? Those human-beast hybrids are called therianthropes. Fab fact number five. The oldest known cave painting is in an Indonesian cave from 45 and a half thousand years ago. But how do scientists know this? Thanks to something called cave popcorn, or the calcium deposits on limestone that formed on the top of cave drawings, scientists can use uranium series analysis to date the cave popcorn, thus determining the age of the drawing underneath. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. But before we go, oh, you know it, Caroline, the shout-out is for you. Yeah, we loved getting your message that said, Episode 30, wow, what a journey we had with our Newsy Jacuzzi team of children from all over the world. After doing 30 episodes, little Leela's voice never fails to lift my heart. Thoroughly enjoyed all the information. More episodes, please. Are you blushing? Yes, but I like it. We've never met you, Caroline, but you've been our number one fan from day one. Yep, keep the feedback coming, folks. And maybe we'll read yours out next time. 
Exactly more. So do remember, if you enjoyed the step in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe, rate, and review. It really, really helps other people to hear us too. Alrighty then. See you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi. <laughs>